Hi, this is Frank Mulder, or Mr. Daft Prawn on Twitter and Instagram, and you are listening to the Rebel Base Card Podcast. Great pull, kid. The fight is done. We lost. But the questions survive. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. And that trail leads right here. This is Leave the Breakfast and Take the Kenobi, a Rebel Base Card micro podcast series. All right, so we are back, and another big trailer just dropped for the Kenobi series, and so I had to wrestle some of the troops, and so today we are asking questions on the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, which aired first on Wednesday, May 4th, May the 4th. And if you haven't seen that trailer yet, haven't you seen it? I can't believe I'm even saying that. This is going to be your only warning. I want you to dump out now and catch this at another time. I am very happy to be across the Zoom call from my co-host and fellow Card Squadron winger, Gregory Cass from Ion Cannon. Yes, that's the real one. Greg, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm so good. I'm excited. I've been um, buzzing since this trailer dropped and to get to chat about it with two good friends. I cannot, cannot possibly be more excited. Excellent. Excellent. You said two. You almost gave it away. But we are also joined today uh, by another, I would say, future card squadron winger. I think we've got a voter in, Greg. It's Jen Bankert from The Long Take at Sopchok Chai on Twitter. Jen Welcome to the program, and how are you doing tonight? Hello there. Uh, I'm doing really well. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. This is actually my first uh, Star Wars podcast that I've ever been a guest on, so this is, a, this is an honor and a Yay. privilege. Um, I've had a great uh, Star Wars week. Uh, I had the privilege of going to Galaxy's Edge on May the 4th, um, so I'm still riding that high. And you have been like writing like a demon because... By your very nature, by the very title of your article, you are the long take. How are you getting any of this done and keeping yourself gainfully employed? <laughs> um, well, I, I teach writing for a living, so I kind of justify it as I am practicing what I am teaching. <laughs> That's what I tell myself as I'm That's furiously fair. typing. Um, I also do a lot of writing on my the notes app on my phone. Uh, which sounds like it wouldn't work, but is actually like if you're scrapped for time, it's like I grab a couple minutes here and there and just slowly, you know, snail fashion work on my reviews. And I'd have to say the notes app uh, on certain a certain platform that I can't talk about uh, is actually quite a good one. And I use it all the time. And uh, I will say, yes, it has actually improved over over time greatly. And so, yes, it's really nice to have that there and all that stuff. But that's another podcast. Um, but at any rate, Jen, thank you once again for joining us tonight, uh, because this is probably going to be our last look at Kenobi before uh, we see it for reals uh, during Star Wars Celebration. I mean, how are, they gonna, how are we all going to find time to watch this when we're, middle, when we're in the middle of standing in lines looking for stuff? Um, but at any rate, and two episodes back-to-back -back nonetheless. So the next time, hopefully, you'll be hearing from us or as many people as I can corral, uh, we will be in Anaheim, knock on wood, as, as long as all of our tickets get here um, when okay. they should. But anyway, all right, so on with, uh, on with the show, and it works like this. 
Greg, Jen, and I are going to take turns asking questions that we have not talked about beforehand. There's, of course, a chance we could take another's question, but just to make sure that we have a good amount of ground that we can cover tonight, we are going to be playing the trailer, and I'm going to kind of cue this up, and we're going to let this run, and we're going to do a little maybe commentary over it so everyone's going to be able to feel free to uh, chime in. So what I'd like to do is everybody get their, get their clickers on the ready. I'm going to go ahead and play this, and let me see. All right. All right, we see a ship of some kind come in. It's like Coruscant. They're coming. Oh, look at those three. Oh. I'm not even a Sith guy, <laughs> but I love that. <laughs> ah, the helicopter lightsabers. <laughs> There's the meme. Yep. yep. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. Oh, this oh. broke my heart. Sick oh. burn, sick burn. <laughs> that look down as he's, it hits. Oh, I, I'm going to love seeing the Inquisitors. This is just reminding me to play more Jedi Fallen Order. To I know. Remember this, mm. Alice. Six part event. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter. Oh, I have a question about that one. Got some problem. Oh. oh, I was so glad to see Kumail in real life. I was so yes. excited about that. He's not a droid. Not just a voice. <laughs> oh. oh, this, oh. this was... Oh. That's actually the face he's going to make when I walk up to his autograph table. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me a oh. button? Um, all right. Before that auto plays into something else, let me go ahead and stop that. Ooh, uh, I, I'm, I, I think it's un, unfair maybe to just throw Jen into the wolves on like that. But I'm telling you, uh, some of that does take take your breath away. And uh, but at any rate, all right, I'm going to defer to our guest, Jen. Uh, let's start this out. Question, sure. comment, reaction. Uh, I can I can start with a question. So uh -huh. are you on because for me, the 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 best moment of this trailer is the most heartbreaking one where um, Owen gives that that sick burn of, you know, <laughs> like you trained his father. Uh, and and so then I my question then is, uh, are you on team Owen? Or Team Obi Wan in this situation. I don't mean in general because that's not fair, right? I think I know the answer if it's we're just asking generally. But in that conversation, in that moment, who are you siding with? Who's right? Mm. Oof. Uh, I'm gonna take this first. You didn't cue me. I'm just taking it. Uh, so uh, that is a killer moment, and I I just want to shout out whatever Joel Edgerton is doing with his voice. Uh, I think he's really thinking about making it sound like I believe it's Phil Brown who played Uncle Owen in the mm. in the OT. Um, so uh, it's such a great moment. So you know, there's there's just I mean I have an Obi Wan shelf. I'm I'm Team <laughs> Obi Wan. However, <laughs> the dad in me is saying no. Like you don't just sign up your small child for that life, right? You don't sign them up. And especially in the context of, we know the Inquisitors are on Tatooine. We know they're confronting Owen. I don't know the, whether that's before or after this conversation. 
Uh, but I understand Owen's skepticism deeply. So in that moment only, I'm team Owen. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to agree with you on that because if you just look at Obi-Wan, I mean, this guy is a scruffy, scruffy looking nerf herder at this point. (laughs) You know, what are you thinking? Like train for what? What do you think you're going to, you know, so that's, I, I, you know, there must be the PowerPoint, I guess, didn't work. Um, Maybe he didn't, you know. He was missing some files or some JPEGs didn't load during it, but it it certainly, yes, yeah, you certainly have to be Team Owen, and I, I will have to say, just expanding the breadth of that character, uh, really looking forward to, and I think this is probably a role that he was probably excited to get back to and go, hey, look, it's more than just a couple of, you know, glances, and now I can sign autographs. You know, I think he's really going to go into it. I like the way he looks. Um, you know, because he's aged a little bit, and you've got the beard, and you got the the scruff itself, and you look you, you don't look like he's riding around on one of those cool little uh, modded uh, you know cruisers that we saw in, in the book of Boba Fett. Uh, certainly yeah. didn't get one of those for uh, for uh, Empire Day, but um, at any rate. But Jen, what do you think? I, I have to go with Team Owen too. You know, any any other day of the week, it's it's Obi Wan. But but in this situation, what I loved about the the line delivery from from both actors is you know, just how, how it encapsulates kind of the, the core tension here and a lot of the discourse that fans have had about the what happens in the prequels and kind of the Jedi Order um, and sort of like, how did they how did they stray so far from the, the Force? And, you know, like, how did, how did they kind of fall prey to this uh, kind of political quagmire? Um, and so the, 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 having Owen very pointedly asked that question, I feel like is a is a good stand in sort of for for how a lot of fans feel and kind of I love that they're they're potentially kind of confronting that um, yeah. and kind of like that past and 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 also that that Obi-Wan might be a little stubborn and kind of holding on to his ideals, right? Because I do think that's also a core part of his character. So the idea that he he asked that he asked, the, it says it makes the initial comment about Luke and like, well, when the time comes, he must be trained. The, just the phrasing and the, and the intonation implies that like this is a like he's very, being very presumptuous, right? Like he's like, well, obviously, obviously I'm, I'm a Jedi. He's going to be a Jedi. He's a Skywalker. I got to train him. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so to have that kind of like, you know, um, have, have Owen sort of like throw that back in his face. is great. And it feels very much on the way to that wizard is just a crazy old man. Mm. Right. Like yes. that, just like you said, that, that kind of adherence to Jedi doctrine and, what we admire about Obi-Wan from the other side looks like a crazy old man. Hey, right. let me take your kid out into the <laughs> desert and, and train him to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think absolutely. it's like, like, look around you, Jedi being hunted and killed. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that's totally reasonable. Yeah. All right, Greg, what is your first question? I'll, I'll jump into that same moment. I actually have one from earlier in the trailer too, but since we're on this moment, um, my follow-up to that is, how much does Owen know? Uh, mm. Because I get again, I think we approach our reading of moments like this from the perspective of everything we know, and how how could we not? But you know, I think it's a big question mark for me how widespread the knowledge is that Anakin is Vader, and I don't know what story. Obi-Wan told Owen when he, you know, dropped a kid off for <laughs> to be raised. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll leave my context at that and just ask, like, how much do you think Owen knows about uh, 
exactly what happened to Luke's father. Hmm. I mean, I think to say that he knows enough, you know what I mean? I think, I, I think he probably at least knows that, you know, Anakin went to the dark side. I feel like that's kind of the baseline hmm. assumption for this. Hmm. Um, maybe he doesn't know the exact details of, of what transpired uh, and how he went out, but I feel like that has to be, if in order for him to be so protective um, mm-hmm. of Luke. I might actually disagree, only that we know that he knew that Anakin was a Jedi. And I would say there is an assumption that he would imagine that Anakin is, you know, is dead, but also that uh, what in attack of the clones, we did see him come. I'm, I'm wondering now, did Owen know that Anakin had slaughtered the Tusken Raiders? He knew that he, he rescued Shmi, but did he know to what, to what extent <laughs> that he carried out that mission? Probably um, not. And yeah, so I can only speak to legends. I don't. I, I think there's no canon answer because I do like to keep my eye on it. Yeah, hey, branding. Uh, and so, uh, in the Kenobi novel, which is legends, it's the very tail end of legends. There were only two or three after that. Um, the incident is very well known. And all the moisture farmers know that there was a tribe in this one region and the tribe is gone. And then in in Kenobi, there's also a a Tuscan character who knows something happened and it's lore in the Tuscan race. Uh, But especially where Book of Boba Fett rewrote a lot of that culture, I would hesitate before assuming any of that is already in canon. I, I think they, mm. they will probably make up their own mind. but mm. So I, I think you're right to que- ask that question, and I don't think we know the answer. Empty, let's see, empty Tuscan camp yeah. plus Anakin equals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you also, have to, you also have to think about what Obi-Wan would have told him, right? So it's trying to think of, like, mm. how, wh- how, how what's the minimal amount of information to be like... To take a baby. Here, please take care of this baby. <laughs> <laughs> so... But and- yeah, that was a great question. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I think I think how much different characters know about what happened in Revenge of the Sith is going to be really key to the storytelling in the show because mm-hmm. uh, you know, the 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 trailer at least implies that the look that Obi-Wan gives after we cut we cut directly from seeing Vader's panel light up, right? Then it cuts to Obi-Wan almost looking like he's sensing something, a disturbance of the force. Uh, and so that to me implies that that the realization and the kind of piecing together that Anakin is still alive and Anakin is is Vader is going to be a key arc in the show, mm-hmm. whether that happens in flashbacks, you know, or in the present timeline. That's to be TBD. TBD. Very, very much like the Ahsoka in yeah. Rebels moment. I, I, I see you. Yeah. Like that suddenly figuring out like, oh, I know this presence. Yeah. yeah. And it takes her a little while. Uh, yeah. Sorry, spoil, spoiler for Rebels. <laughs> Although if you're listening to this, for you've read Come like, on, why not the statutes um, on Rebels. <laughs> that's true. I'm I'm like hyper spoiler sensitive. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the, the, it doesn't happen immediately. She sort of just feels like something's off. And then it sort of takes the course of the duel that they have for her to really have some sort of like actual hunch of like, oh, I think I think I know who this is. Mm. Nice. Mm. 
All right. I'm going to main I'm, host. All right. I'm gonna, I'm going to stay <laughs> on that because I wasn't expecting to see that confrontation in the trailer. This is one we knew was coming, or at least in our head cannons. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was that was probably. Be, but how do you feel now, seeing that even before the series starts to see that? Does it fulfill your expectations, or does it? You know, does it kind of leave? Did you really not want to see that because of what you have built up, either in reading Legends or going over it? Uh, was it, did it, did it, what did it do for you? And I'll, I'll, I'm going to defer that to Jen first. Wait, I got to get the clarification in the yeah. confrontation between Owen and Obi-Wan. Or... Yes. Okay. 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 Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I also was not expecting, uh, to see that. And I think from the teaser trailer that we got a while ago, um, it was unclear because they, obviously they show young Luke, Right as sort of like a touchstone of like, oh, we're giving you what you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> please tune in, uh, please buy a subscription. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but it, it, at that point, I think it was unclear how much of the the young Luke, Obi-Wan, him watching over him, that, that storyline is was going to be, a, how much of that would be a part of the show versus kind of like a, you know, one scene in one episode or something. And so I think this definitely frames or positions Owen as a, a key player Um and so I think it I, I think it was good that they put in because that definitely tells us sort of like what the what a core conflict in the show is going to be. That's fair. Mr. Cass. So I'm I'm going to go way back to um, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited about every single <laughs> shred, every frame of this show. So like you, you guys in Anaheim, you'll be like, good night, Greg. See you tomorrow. And I will just go watch Obi-Wan all, all night long and I'll come back looking horrid and uh, like uh, make all the worst choices. How do you take your um, coffee, Mr. Cash? Is how <laughs> by the gallon. <laughs> sure. uh, so um, one thing I want to go back to just thinking again about just uh, I, I really try not to be the Pollyanna like we should all be positive. But what a great time to be Star Wars fans and to think about the deep history of these two characters who, according to, I believe, the Return of the Jedi novelization were brothers, right? The original oh, yeah. story that George had let out, you know, because he planned it all in advance and never changed anything, but changed everything. <laughs> um it was that Owen and, and I, you know, I had magazines from the early 90s that still said this, like getting towards the prequels, that Owen was Obi-Wan's brother and that, um, you know, they needed a cover story. They needed to hide the child. So they just kind of faked it all and and uh, made it all up. And that obviously got completely rewritten by the, the prequels. But I even want to say going into episode two, I thought that would just confirm this story. I was surprised to meet Klieg and Shmi and be like, oh, they that is actually Luke's uncle then. I mean, step uncle, technically. Right. But um, so I just want to celebrate again that you can show me this and I will tune in. Absolutely. So was I surprised? Yes, but there's still so much more there. And um, I, I think I referenced this on our, our breakdown of the teaser, but Deborah Chow said, thank God George Lucas cast Joel Edgerton and you know it's it is a throwaway part in episode two 
but found somebody really good. And, you know, he, it's always funny when he pops up in like, um, he was in zero dark 30. I want to say one of the big Academy award winners from, from around that time. And it's like, that's just uncle Owen just out there (laughs) kicking butt. And so he's, he's a great actor. And I think we're going to be in for a real treat. Anytime these two are, are sharing the screen together. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Jen, let's go with your second question. What's okay? Okay, so I think we've gone too long bef- without talking about uh, Reva, who is mm. amazing, especially in the, <laughs> like she was amazing in the teaser, but mm. we didn't actually hear her say anything. And so, like, we, I, I felt like I didn't get a good sound. I'm like, she looks cool. She looks badass, but like, do I know who she is? No. Um, so we'll wait and see. Uh, but I feel like this trailer really um, gave us a lot in terms of like her point of view going, going into this and sort of like that, that, you know, out of all the inquisitors, you know, she's probably going to be our, our sort of go to one. Um, so my question is, would you rather that Reva have a personal vendetta against Kenobi? Or do you want her just to be operating on pure ambition? So meaning like, is she go? Cause, cause I think one of the big takeaways from this trailer is that she's just like, everyone else has kind of given up on finding him, but she's like, no, he's out there. I'm going to get him. Right. Uh, and so I, I, I wonder like, do we want a backstory where she has a specific beef with him and that's why what's motivating her or we would be rather that she is just like, she wants to impress Vader. She wants to be the best inquisitor sort of climb the ranks of the Inquisitorious. Mm. Just dropping in the word Inquisitorious. How how mm. awesome. How amazing. Mm. Uh, that, that that's <laughs> gosh. Uh so when I think about her, I had not thought till your question about her age and where she must come from. Mm. Right. And so we know that some Inquisitorious appear to come from um some of the inquisitors. I, I, now I need to get the language right. Uh, it seems <laughs> to come from um, fallen Jedi. Let's just use that term very loosely, right? So the Grand Inquisitor was a Jedi Temple guard right. and then came over to the dark side. Now, she looks younger than he. I mean, how do you age a, a Powan? Uh, but I, I don't know. Um, uh, so she would potentially be a Padawan of some kind somewhere out in the galaxy at the time of order 66. Uh, so I think, so here are the two choices. If, if it's that she has a vendetta, I think like Obi-Wan took her Jedi cupcake in the cafeteria <laughs> at some point uh, when they overlapped at a temple. Um, if it's just pure ambition, I would put her backstory more towards um, there was a clone wars clue that, um, Sidious was raising babies on Mustafar. Do we remember that episode? Children of the Force? Mm. Like maybe that a season right. two episode? I think it's one of the early Cad Bane ones. Um, and so maybe she's been raised in the with the Inquisitors and, and we could be late enough that that might be plausible. So that's me just talking in circles to not answer what do I want? Um, I want as much time with her as I can. I think I want her to be pure ambition. She felt mm. kind of Krennic-like to me, like mm. uh, maybe a successful Krennic. Sorry, sorry, Orson. Ooh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> sorry, Director Shots, Benick. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, I'm going to hear from Director Benick when, when this airs. <laughs> uh, but you know, 
the idea that she would be the middle manager who came into the failing organization and was like, all right, come on, let's organize this. Let's get our teams. You need to be using the bounty hunters, all of that. Um, yeah, she's she's the outside consultant who comes and reorganizes your corporate structure and gets you back on track. So I'm going pure ambition. That's pure evil right there. I mean, you know. <laughs> but I, I think you... I think I would have to be on team ambition as well, not at the sacrifice of her backstory, but mm. at at the possible convenience of yet another connection like that is that is, you know, ratcheted in. Yeah. I think if she comes up now, whether like I like the point of bringing up the she was, you know, she's a homegrown gal, as it were. <laughs> From, mm-hmm. from the Emperor's Trove, although I always love seeing, you know, former Padawans kind of turn because, you know, that would have, that they probably would have, you know, kind of freaked out and maybe just turned themselves in. And so they would have probably been useful. Um, the one thing I am happy about is that in seeing some of the other Inquisitors, that she doesn't have a lot of heavy makeup. And so I think that if you're going to have her as a main character, like like the fifth brother does get, you know, does get kind of the look because they're trying to make him look like, you know, the, the cartoon version. And so kind of like he's got a little more makeup going on. Mm. But on the same time, you're like, I would like to see, you know, the makeup not get in, you know, in the way of the acting. And so in which case, yeah, I, I don't mind it because I think we've had enough time around Inquisitors to know that they will pretty much stab each other in the back uh, to get up that, to climb that corporate ladder, as it were. Um, <laughs> but yes, but not at the expense of her story. And I think that there's more than enough time in a six part story that you, if you dwindle, dwindle it down rather than having all of them, I mean, I, I'll see as many Inquisitors as I want. You know, we have the Grand Inquisitor and all that, but yeah, it seems like we're lining up that she's going to be, you know, baddie number one in this. Let's let's get some let's get some uh, FaceTime in there, as it were. Yeah, mm. no, I think it's a really good distinction that you're making between her backstory generally, like what, where does she come from? How did she become an inquisitor as, as opposed to like, what's her relationship or kind of motivation in hunting down um, Kenobi? So, cause I think, yeah, I'm also on team ambition, but I, I, I'm, I, as long as we kind of know more about her and get to know her and sort of know what makes her tick, um, then I'm, I'm kind of fine either way. I, I would prefer probably her to just be amb- ambitious because I think that makes her a better villain mm-hmm. um, with like, like maybe that she, she blames the Jedi for like messing up everything, right? Or, or like she has some kind of broader. Um, uh, you could still say cupcakes. You know, hate, hate, <laughs> it could be. Um, maybe maybe he like he like singled her out during a, a Padawan oh, lesson or something. Hit her across <laughs> the knuckles with a ruler or something. Yeah, <laughs> we do not endorse no. abusing children in the classroom no. in the show. Um, uh. But yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm eager to get to know her better. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would rather that she not have kind of like a specific, like that is about, it's personal about Kenobi as opposed to like, he's the big fish and she wants to go for it. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, all right. I'm jumping back to the very opening of the trailer. Um, so we get Obi-Wan's voice first, those dulcet tones, just <laughs> waiting to bust into a Moulin Rouge song. Uh so he says, and I believe I wrote this down correctly, they're coming, mm. stay hidden, or we will not survive. I know that that can't just be trailer audio. Who is Kenobi talking to? Oh. Right? They're coming, stay hidden, or we will not survive. Yeah. 
that I'm going to leave it at that. That is, I, I am stumped that I truly, I, I, I want to hear some theories because once I realized it was him and it was a we pronoun, I was very interested in what was going on, but had no ideas. <laughs> mm. All so right. I, I have a theory unless okay. Greg, do you want to go first? No, no, no. I'm, I'm still formulating. Okay. 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 Um, so my theory is that he's, he's talking to who, whoever, Camille Nanjiani is playing uh, because there's a lot of chatter around the podcast campfires, uh, both of Star Wars specific podcasts and of the the sort of like film and TV nerd content podcasts that I follow of like, you know, who is he? Who like he's in this? He's a named actor. He's a you know, recognizable face. Like, who is he going to be playing? Um, some people are like, is he a Jedi? Is he wearing Jedi robes? And that really, really quick shot that we have of him. Um the thing that makes the most sense to me is that he is also a Jedi on the run, but maybe is not as good at it <laughs> as Kenobi. <laughs> um, and that that Kenobi encounters him at some point somewhere and is trying to help him, right? To, and explain to him, this is how you have to survive, right? Um, and I think if we think about the what the, the main dialogue that the Grand Inquisitor has in the teaser and kind of pair it with what we're seeing in this trailer, I think the, the through line is you know, a Jedi can't help, help themselves. They, they have to, they're, it's like an itch, right? They have to scratch it. They have to help the people. We have to, we just wait, wait, and they'll, they'll make themselves visible. So I think that, that having Kumail's character, if he is a Jedi on the run, having him be in a bad situation, and then Obi-Wan has to kind of come out of hiding to help him and then to sort of take him under his wing. I think that would make a lot of sense. I think that would also be in keeping with sort of the, the Caleb Doom, um, Kanan Jarrus sort of like storyline of like he was just kind of left on his own uh, to fend for himself and was on the on the run. Yeah. Um, That's compelling. I, you know, I was I was thinking there's a couple ways I could look at that. You could see like, OK, does he have an interaction, a lengthy interaction with Luke during some of this time? Because, you know, how much it'll be interesting to see how much time on screen we see this or have they has he spent a couple of days at, you know, old Uncle Ben's place, uh, you know, hanging out, doing the, you know, getting a couple couple of the uh, Tatooine Cub Scout, you know, merit badges. Um, but the more I think of that, you know, I do have a feeling it's like, you know, how many dead Jedi are we going to see in episode one of this where it's going to be the body count? Like the whole time during Rebels, I was like, one or two of these people are going to be tasting their own blood by the end of this series. But I would say that, yes, I, I'm, I'm on board with Jen. Like, I think Gamal is probably a Jedi that, that uh, you know, that we're going to find out. Like, we're going to get a, hopefully get a card, maybe get a comic. Uh, but we're not going to get a whole lot of time. And, yeah, it's going to be one of those, like, there's a reason why Obi-Wan was on the council and he's still one of the last ones because, yeah, I, I think just by the very nature of the Inquisitors talking, we're going to see them catching other Jedi to kind of point out to, like, what's going to happen. I think that adds some tension because as they look and go, we're like, well, what's, what are they going to do? Like, they're going to do some really bad stuff uh, to any Jedi they catch. Uh, see, you know, um, Luminar Unduli uh, in Rebels. Uh, we, we talked about that yeah. before. Mm. Uh, but yes, I, th I think that's that's the case. Mm. Mm. Good one. What do you think there? Uh, I still don't know. That is a very compelling guess. I also like the idea of it being Luke, 
right? Um, or he pulled Owen into a side room or something and, and says this in the middle of whatever the confrontation, because we know Owen faces off with Reva, I believe, or was it the Grand Inquisitor? One of them are in, in, in a shot. Um, so my Kumail theory, first of all, again, was that was the one moment where I did the fist pump is that <laughs> he wasn't just a droid because he was in the Men in Black movie as a just a voice of an alien and is great at it. And I could totally see hiring them. So when I saw Kumail's face, I got really excited. Um, and if people haven't seen um, The Big Sick in particular, the movie he and his mm. wife wrote, it's just phenomenal. Uh, I, I think there's a Chicago connection in that movie, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mr. McLaughlin. I think I think that takes place there. I think that's where they lived before they hit it right. big. Um, so my running Kamale theory has been that we need to know that the Inquisitors are really dangerous and not just um, kind of lackeys or just kind mm -hmm. of Vader light. So I always wondered if we might start with Kumail and, and again, as a Jedi on the run. And it's like, you know, the the start of a Bond movie where you experience the end of the the one that took place off screen. Right. So that this adventure would be kind of him on the run. Um, there's a Mission Impossible movie that opens this way with Sawyer from Lost is, you know, you just jump in and then see him get taken out. And then you realize how bad the villains are for the the show to come um and and then it also is reminiscent of like drew barrymore in scream i'm just jumping movies all over the place <laughs> this, is, but, this is not looking good for camille <laughs> <laughs> true but you know i think it was so shocking at the opening of uh scream to be like that's drew barrymore we've known her since she was in et and she's in this movie she's on the poster and she gets so little time and so I, I can see Kumail signing on and being okay with that. Like I get to be in Star Wars and we're going to make it kind of shocking that, that I'm only there for 10 minutes or so. I'd be disappointed for, for my, my fandom of Kumail, but I would be uh, excited for, for what that could do dramatically. You're um, thinking like a Sean Bean from Game of Thrones situation. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just let us know <laughs> that, that he's here and then just gone. Um, and uh, I, you know, never lose sight of the fact Kumail got into crazy good shape for Eternals, right? So you mm. don't have him on to just sit in a chair either. I think there's got to be some fights or some action. So nice. um, I'm, I'm taking all that in and, and just stewing on it. So. All right. Um, I, I'm, I'm liking the, I'm liking the theme of the crazy, the, the crazy con uh, conspiracy theories and, and, uh, and, and taking some leaps here. And I'm going to ask, because uh, I know that we're running, we're running short on time for Jen, uh, but I do want to get this one in. Where do, why do we, do we, do we have any better theory on why we are back at Coruscant than we did before the first trailer? We knew we were speculating that, you know, Kenobi has to go off planet and we see that and we see Coruscant. We see some of that, you know, the the, the show, whatever that everybody talks about, the underground, whatever that Star Wars underground, whatever. We see that. Do we have any better cockamamie theories why Obi-Wan would come back to ground zero? I, I'm going to just open up a space 
a Star Wars city does not 100% mean mm. Coruscant. Fair. So I, I just, I don't want to get angry people on the internet yelling at us. <laughs> so let's just acknowledge that it could just be a city anywhere. And it's, you know, there's a different flavor to some of it. Could this be an entertainment district on Coruscant? Like, like where the opera is kind of, or is it just pure underworld? What have you there? Um, so I'm, I still want to answer the, the question, how it was asked though, which is what could possibly bring you there? What could motivate Kenobi? Um, he's got to be protecting Luke, but I, I honestly think it's better if we get away from Luke because um, we've done the wolf and cub thing over and over <laughs> now. So, um, so, I think the only things that get him away are there's some kind of threat to Luke there, wherever there is. If there is Coruscant, that's particularly dangerous. But I think it has to be a larger threat. Um, mm. My mind goes to Jedi Fallen Order and how there's a list of, of surviving Jedi, uh, a MacGuffin like that, that you could have to go capture to save more of the survivors. I think you know, um, Obi-Wan might be motivated by something like that. Man, there's a movie I've seen in the last 24 hours I was about to reference, but I know you <laughs> both want to see that and haven't seen it, so I will not do that. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So I think there's got to be a larger threat to bring him there. Um, it could also be, and this this will be what I, I finish my answer with, which is um, I think it could be the tantalizing hint that Anakin survived. And there's the possibility that he has to go somewhere really dangerous to find out if Anakin lived. Um, and so what that moment we all enjoyed in that trailer where he's realizing, oh, Anakin did survive, but it's so much worse than I could have possibly imagined. Um, but could he be, you know, I love some good uh, Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan Kenobi detective uh, film. And could he be on the trail of trying to figure out what happened to Anakin? Could be. I don't know. Hmm. I'll throw it to Jen. Uh, that was basically going to be my answer, Taylor. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's, tough. it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I also did not assume or that my first thought was not that this was Coruscant. I think it definitely could be. Um, but it, it seemed to give me more Blade Runner vibes than I think I'm used to associating with Coruscant. Like there's a little a slightly more neon. But I, I think like, yes, I, I am also a huge fan of Detective uh, Kenobi in Attack of the Clones. And, and I, I'd love to for him to kind of resume that that role here. And I think it does have to be something like a piece of information that he's looking for. I really like the idea that that, you know, he has that inkling that we see in the trailer where he's like, wait, what's go what's going on? Maybe Anakin's still alive. Do I sense him? And then he's trying to kind of find out after that. Good. It's a good theory. <laughs> yeah, it, I agree with you, Greg. I think it has to be something really big. Uh, it would be nice if we kind of got post Luke in a way because I think it just unfortunately it may be a similar type theme in, in reality but you've just you know ushered in a couple of series that you know you like all right we're just going to kind of rehash this and so I think that and, and also since this is as close to a movie as we're going to get without actually having the having the movie I think you can go big event unlike say Book of Boba Fett which was nice and kind of localized so you know go big or go home I think is a great way to do it mm -hmm. um Jen, I know you probably have to bail, but do you, if you have time, could you throw out one more question and let us chew on it? Oh, last question. I know pressure's on. Do I go super obscure? No, I think I think the the 
there's a key there's another touchstone in the trailer a line that reva has where um she says i want all the lowlifes and bounty hunters to squeeze him yes right and that's actually one thing that was really i found really exciting about about this trailer was that we see obi-wan being really scrappy and kind of like pushed against the wall he's fighting he's brawling he doesn't have his lightsaber and i think the prospect of that is really exciting um to see because we just haven't seen it before but i my question is do you think that we are going to see any cameos because of this Mm. so are we are there Mm. certain low lifes and bounty hunters that either that you think we will see based on kind of other things we've seen recently or that that you think that you would want to see Ah, she stole my question. That's awesome. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I say that every week, and some at some point I know someone. It was either it. that or a question about Terrace Posse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good deep dive. Do you want me to take? You should take this one first. I've been going first a lot. Uh, okay. I was really hoping that we would see. Now, yeah, it's once again going. Well, is that four LOM or you know a door that looks like? But I was really hoping that this opens a door to see some of the other bounty hunters, this would be a perfect Dengar moment or, or Boosh, uh, (laughs) the, the OG Boosh, um, and some others. And I think this, you know, who's, I I gotta say it, Boba Fett. Why wouldn't you see Boba Fett? Mm. Um, cause I think that just, that would just tie things in. Is that, is it too cliche? Is it too on the nose? But why not at this point? What's off the table? What low lives are not on the table as far as this concern? Uh, but- I just want to clarify: Are you thinking Tamora Morrison Boba, or are you thinking Daniel Logan Boba? Ooh, Ooh. it's ten years <laughs> after. That could go either way. I mean, I think well, Probably we're Daniel twenty Logan. years later, so Daniel Logan would be playing down his age, but. Oh, it would work. It's I, would, a, I mean, you could age, you could age. And, 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 and Daniel Logan needs to get back in this franchise. I know he did the voice work in Clone Wars, but he, he just is too much there. He's too available not to put him in, in the series. And I think that would be interesting, even as, as a cameo. Um, oh gosh. Part of what will decide this, I think is how much Lucasfilm wants the connectivity of this show with the Mandoverse, right? Because mm-hmm. I think if we're pitching this, the trailer seemed it flashed a bunch of things of like limited series, six part event. Like they're really emphasizing this is like this is one and done. Um, so if that's the case, does that mean that we it's going to stand alone, kind of as its own thing, and they're not going to try to kind of like pull in other threads, um, like the to the other shows that are happening that are going to be ongoing. Or is it they're not going to be able to help themselves and be like, here's Boba Fett. Um, what, could yeah. you see Dryden Voss? Mm-hmm. Are we too... Is he hanging out with Darth Maul at this point? I well, think could we see are Crimson very Dawn. close to the time frame of Solo, right? I think we're right. very, very yeah. close uh, to the I just got the timeline email from, oh, <laughs> from yeah. Disney this morning. <laughs> um, Dryden Voss is a really cool one. And I mean, you really want to excite fans, throw Alden and Chewbacca walking through the background on their way to Jabba's yeah. palace or be something. Be like, this is your solo too. Good yep, luck. Yeah, this counts for it. There, um, there it went across the screen. Be yeah. happy now. <laughs> um, I, so I also, um, part of my Star Wars day was watching the new um, Disney gallery on Book of Boba Fett. It's really good. I, I think I like behind the scenes of modern Star Wars more than regular what's on screen Star Wars. And that's saying something because I love it an awful lot. 
Um, but one of the things that stood out to me is the black Kersantan suit was pricey. Uh, it is a really good mask. The actor explains in the gallery episode that he can actually make facial expressions and the mechanism inside reads his expressions and changes the mask to do. So the eyebrow raises that everybody like he was doing that. That's his performance. That blew my mind. I can't imagine what Peter Mayhew would make of that in the modern day. Like, so that, I mean, so, so the easy bet is on Wookiees and droids. I, I think my, my dear friend, director Benick is his son is the biggest Zuckus fan in the world. If you met Zuckus at celebration Chicago, that's director Bennett's Benick's son. Um, so he's, just pulling for the that we're getting Forlom and Zuckus that that was Forlom and it is Zuckus. Um, uh, again, we don't know how long Gand live. It could be, but I think your safer bet is a Wookiee and droids because they don't age and, and we are kind of in a, a funny moment in the timeline. Hmm. Um, you know, dreams. I mean, Cad Bane also is around. Uh, mm-hmm. Just another mask they already paid for. I think your point is right. If they want to make it interconnected, they will um, in those ways. Um, but I think Tamora Morrison, they're going to save for a juicy Clone Wars flashback <laughs> with him, <laughs> with Hayden, with Obi-Wan wearing costumes that look like Clone Wars. I think, yeah, that's going to blow fans' minds whenever that happens. <laughs> nice. I love that this is the first time we've mentioned Hayden. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would love Black Person. That would, be, that would be, and there's precedent for that in the comics. So Right. That's right. They've already got it laid out. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so in hour three of our podcast tonight, that's when we do take the deep dive into Aiden Christensen. Aiden and what he's up to. Uh-huh. All right. I'm gonna uh, Greg, what's your last question? Mine's a silly one. What <laughs> are we going to be shown at celebration? There is something up. Uh-huh. I can't tell what it is. They gave us the trailer now, so it's not a trailer. They delayed the two episodes. Do they want to show us the two episodes early? There was a rumor going around Twitter that people were trying to book conference rooms in the hotels to do Kenobi viewing parties, and the hotels had been told by Disney not to allow bookings for that specific reason. I I think they might, if if nothing else, I think they might open up the big arena and let us all watch it together on the big screen, you know. Yeah as it airs uh, or at a reasonable hour, maybe let it be an eight o'clock thing that night. Um, I don't know. So I think that's unanswerable, but uh, what are they, what are they planning for us? It's, it's gotta be something special. Uh, I, I can only imagine to move it two days, seemingly just for celebration. All right, I'll, I'll stop freaking out. I think yes. so. no, I've, been, I've been wondering the same thing. And I, I, I think until recently, because they, they just announced maybe this week, I think it might've been on, on May the 4th, um, that that Friday morning celebration stage panel is not going to be Kenobi related. It's, it's, I mean, it still is going to be amazing because it's, yeah. it's Larry Kasdan and, and, and Ron Howard and all the, the, the team, but it's going to be a doc a panel about the upcoming documentary about um, industrial light and magic. Right. Yeah. So initially I was like, that conspicuous empty space Friday morning. What Kenobi related thing? We're going to get a panel. Is it going to be a screening? I was sort of on the same conspiracy train as Greg. Um, but I think now that that's kind of something else, like that was another a different surprise. I do think that that Thursday morning panel is where something's going to pop. Where it's like either they're going to show the first episode to everybody in there or like at least a hearty clip yeah <laughs> maybe something new um the first 10 minutes or something um 
And then I would, I would love for there to be like a big screening because I think it would be kind of a missed opportunity to have all of these fans congregating in one place and to not have that kind of communal experience of a big screening. Um, so that's what I would hope for. I don't know when that would happen, but. Well, and, and in Orlando, and I, I think also in Chicago, the Knights, at least one of the hotels had a big screening room just running the films. So like I know in Orlando, I went and watched Empire and it was the best it was so great to be like oh that's right that's why we do all this crazy stuff there's this awesome movie and you know lobot walks on screen and the whole crowd erupts for lobot and you're like what like i'm not alone I, like we all love lobot uh so um yeah like you've got a big space it belongs to star wars and lucasfilm all weekend i think they they've got something planned I, I mean, mm. remember when they, they grabbed everybody at San Diego and took them to a secret concert of the Force Awakens music with John Williams himself and all that? Like, they're creative. I'm, I'm not hypothesizing that, but they're creative and they think of really meaningful experiences. So I think they've got something cooking specifically on Kenobi. I, I do think it had happened after it, after it gets released. I can see them having watch parties or general areas where it could be but i don't think you couldn't trust you know ten thousand of your closest fans not you know who most of them are on twitter and instagram not to blow it and i think yeah. that getting a leak out before it's released uh now i say that party at greg's room i i think we'll order in <laughs> some pizzas uh yeah. and whatnot and basically just stay up till 2 a.m and not let greg get any sleep uh <laughs> and, and it's just gonna run again after 2 a.m so you can stay exactly. if you want or he wasn't gonna sleep anyway. <laughs> yeah he's not gonna sleep anyway i'll but, be on east coast time so i think oh. no i'll be even more tired i think at that time yeah that's that's working against me be like how many i've seen it five times uh <laughs> ask me anything come on greg let's do it let's do it now let's do a program now and you're like uh greg i think you really need to get some i think you really need to back it down a notch um but yeah, I, I think there will be something happening. Uh, I, I think it'll happen afterwards. And so it'll be interesting because we'll have to figure out, you know, how we fit in the viewings mm. and everything else. I was almost a little disappointed. I'm happy that we're getting two. I'm not happy that it's coming in when everybody's going to be, you know, quite occupied. That said, this is a 10 to 7 event. There's plenty of time in and around it that I do think that people, and then, you know, that's going to be the biggest, like, how do, how do you keep it from being spoiled? I mean, I think you almost have some kind of public thing because otherwise, how are you not going to spoil it for the person next to you who was in line? Yeah. Already, you know, so it's, you, you've got to have something going and then because, and everybody has to kind of like, that's got to be a waiver going, you know what? It's going to probably play. Don't feel like you're going to get spoiled by it um, at any rate, but oh my goodness, that, that this presents a very logistic, interesting moment for us and I'm just going to be happy to be around a lot of my very close Star Wars friends when this happens <laughs> um, alright just to bring this to a close one last question and I've been thinking about this today it was one of the few things I was I was thinking about ahead of time what's the over under on the Vader voice and will you be disappointed are you are you looking for James Earl Jones to, to are you looking for them to pull him out of whatever home he might be in um, or are we would we we be satisfied with a very close proximity? And I'm going to kick it back to you two to finish this out. It's so tough. I don't want to disrespect the man, um, but I think as he has aged and as their technology for creating the filters have gotten better, I don't think you need the man anymore. I feel just wrong <laughs> saying it. Um, That's for Mr. Yeah. So. Um, and my real gut is that 
Hayden's coming in and he's performing in the suit, you should let him say the lines. And um, it would probably depend what it sounds like when he does that, whether or not they keep that or they they do ADR and replace it with with James Earl Jones. That's my guess. Jen? I guess I would base my answer on, again, because we're reacting to the trailers. Uh, what we've seen so far really indicates this like trans, it wouldn't make sense, the transition period between the prequels uh, and the original trilogy, right? It's that we're shading in that in-between space. Um, and so I think it would make a lot of sense to have this kind of like proto James Earl Jones voice by Hayden Christensen, right? Where it's like he's, we, we see that kind of like middle step where he's not, doesn't sound like Anakin from the prequels, but he doesn't sound like James Earl Jones either. I think that would make the most sense. Um, because yeah, I think the biggest the biggest sort of preemptive criticism I've heard is like, <laughs> why are we bringing Hayden back if he's just going to be in the suit the whole time? That yep. seems like both an insult to him <laughs> as an actor <laughs> uh, and kind of like a missed opportunity. Um, so I so I feel like we're, you know, we're going to get Anakin flashbacks so he can do his Anakin thing. And then we're going to get, we're going to get him as like the, the like one step prior to James Earl Jones's Vader. I like it. And, and Greg, I think I agree before. I think a little bit goes a very long way. And I, mm-hmm. I do think that people will be waiting for it, but I think the more you get Anakin out of the suit talking, you might have a confrontation. You might have a little bit, um, and you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I could go either way on it. I mean, let, like I said, let the poor man get his rest. Uh, we don't have to, you know, I was fine with rogue one, uh, James Earl Jones. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. I can watching years and years of doctor who it's when they get together, it's okay that they look a little older and act a little older. Yeah. Um, yeah. but at any rate, Oh, we could go on forever, but we've got to get, everybody's got to finish watching doctor strange. That's the funny thing about this, this <laughs> podcast is it comes during this week where we just finished up with moon Knight. Uh, uh, no, we're not doing a series on the Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> or no, we're not doing a series on Doctor Strange. We have we have too many other things going on. But hopefully the next time we get to talk about Kenobi, it will be in person sometime during Star Wars celebration. Mm-hmm. That is the goal. Even if we do it, uh, maybe we can get more people into it. We pass around the hat doing some questions. Um, but that is a one shot that we get a chance to uh, get everybody together when we're not on Skype, not on the clock. But anyway... Uh, we have some other like and we got I just looked at my feed ton of other podcasts that are going to go in deep I can't wait to listen to them um, quickly so we can get uh, Jen out to uh, to where she needs to go Jen where can people find you online sure um, you can find all of my reviews including sort of my more in-depth uh, Substack tells me it's a 10 minute read uh, <laughs> reaction to uh, to this trailer um, and that's at the long take all one word um, uh, dot substack.com so it's it's the long take like exactly like you think it would be spelled it's not it's not strange in any way and, and then on twitter and instagram you can find me at s-o-p-c-h-o-c-k-c-h-a-i um or you can just go to ion cannon's account <laughs> or rebel base cars account even and just like find me liking all of their tweets um that's how you that's probably easier than trying to remember what uh what i just spelled um i did i did contemplate i'm like oh like i should rebrand so it's easier but at the same time i'm really proud of my you know maiden now middle name because it's a part of my thai heritage so like we're stuck with it for now (laughs) (laughs) no that's awesome and jen thank you so much for 
coming on and being a part of this and allowing us to uh, retweet you and tag you incessantly. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're getting some cards in her hand. I don't know which ones yet, uh, but she's walking away with some swag. So if you've been following the show up to this point, I've got some work to do. But she, we're gonna we're getting we're gonna get her in the app. We're gonna get her some cards in her hand. She gets she's gonna be uh, a full fledged card squadron winger. Uh, and so, uh, just once again, just pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to meet you. Greg, who's moving, uh, whose house of swag is not as, uh, you know, now it's more of like a house of a water hot water heater. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where can people find you eventually once you settle into your new place? Oh, I'm sitting in my former Star Wars room just weeping silently <laughs> any hour you want to stop by. So I uh, gave up the Star Wars room so that each kid can have their own bedroom uh, at the new house. But uh, it was such a pleasure. Uh, I just want to put in a similar plug for uh, Jen's long take. I end up with a lot of really early mornings with my children. And the best mornings are when there's already a big, long review sitting in my inbox that I can read while my daughter uh, bounces on my knee if you will, your moon night reviews were particularly helpful because that show was fantastic, but mm -hmm. inscrutable at, at some moments. So it was really great. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Ion Cannon, E-Y-E-O-N-C-A-N-O-N. -E -N -N. I am on Twitter and Instagram. I also just started sharing uh, some pictures of my swag for celebration. So yes. if you are listening to us talk tonight and have somehow not followed me on one of those accounts, uh, do so. So you can see the, the wonderful pins I'll be giving away uh, related to Kenobi. Uh, and also I'll make sure I post uh, where to find me at different times. If I'm grabbing lunch, I'll tell you where to find me to come <laughs> snag one of those during celebration. Wear the striped uh, shirt to, to complete the true. where is, where is I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. Um, and like I said, you, you know where you know where you can find me at Rebel Base Card. But um, we've got other stuff to do, so we're going to return you back to your normal podcast playlist already in progress. The music for this podcast is brought to you under a Creative Commons license from Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. This is Discipline, off the album, The Slip. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with Topps, Disney, or Star Wars, nor is it endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm, and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds, and any other related items, are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders here in the U.S. and abroad. The official Star Wars website can be found at www dot starwars dot com